Hello. Oh, hey, what's up? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another, yet another episode of the Brent Mukai podcast. It's me, Brent Mukai, voice actor, improv trainer, entertainer. How are you all doing, you sweet mukuleles, you league of extraordinary Brentmen, you Brentologists, you you mukuleles, all of you mooks out there, you mukakis. How how is the day treating you? How is your Friday? This is Friday. It's the 4th of January. 4th of January. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to all of you. What's going on with all of you? I can't hear you. So I'll just, I guess I'll go on about what's going on with me. How does that, how does that sound? Does that sound pretty decent? Um, It's been, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I've been, uh, I've been just doing... A lot of, uh, a lot, it feels like I've been doing almost nothing. <laughs> like, uh, but I sort of, am. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in an hour, I'm, I'm heading over, going to another play rehearsal of Accidental Death of an Anarchist. Um, <clears throat> I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of different crazy shit. It's kind of fun. Not kind of fun. It's fun. It's very fun. Um, we came back yesterday, was our first day back, and, uh, it's intense work. It's intense work just, just really diving into a play and asking questions and moment to moment, like each moment is being treated and, and looked at and analyzed and analyzed again and then analyzed further and then put back in and then taken back out like, the actual work on a play, like, this is the type of work that I trained to do in college, so it's, uh, uh, theatrical in nature, we have, you know, we have several weeks to, to really work this out, and really figure out the character, and to play around with the character, and the character relationships between each character, and how it all fits in together, and it's, it's, um, like I've done it in practice, but to work it like an actual, in, in, in the context of an actual play has, has just been, uh, phenomenal. It, it's felt really cool to get back into this type of work and I'm embracing it fully now though. It just feels like my asshole is, is clenched in anticipation because we open in like, three weeks, three, three weeks, something like that. And it's, it's fucking terrifying. It's, it's just, it's literally fucking terrifying. Um, on top of, I'm doing all sorts of other shit. I'm teaching at the voice actor studio. I also booked two gigs, um, coming up this week. I think that's fucking with me actually. Um, I'm te I'm teaching, I'm doing two corporate trainings. Um, this not well one week from now but basically friday saturday of next week i uh i'm doing it and it's it's not that it's terrifying it's just that it's new it's different and i i don't know the corporate training stuff is like you never know who you're going to run into you never know what kind of people are going to be um and like you, you know it, it it's one of those things where as i'm going through it i'm also learning about the people there and it, it it's 
it's improvisational in nature in how I'm going about teaching it because it, it's I'm also trying my best to really do a good job and really make people feel as if they have uh, as if they've really gotten worth out of, out of what I'm talking about and and um, I think I've talked about this before uh, in doing wedding DJing. I, th- I think that there's a lot of people that are willing to just go in and kind of just do what they do and that's it. I try to give a little bit extra in the trainings that I do. And um, if I see certain things not working or I see certain, you know, uh, opportunities for a different way of thinking about something in that moment, then I will call an audible and I'll, I'll switch up the exercise that I was about to do with another exercise I was going to do. And in doing that, it gets a little bit scary. It gets, it gets, it gets a tiny bit scary to me because it, it, it just, uh, if I cared less, then it wouldn't be so scary. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that's scary, but I care. I care a lot. I care. I care very deeply about about uh, giving people the worth, like the value of, of what of what they're paying me to come in and do. And uh, I think it always translates. I think that 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 extra step of me saying, you know, let me. Let, I'm also there's also going to be a feeling out period where I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way for this class to go, as opposed to just you know passing out spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations and having a set locked way of doing it. I, I, I've never thrived. Um, well, no, it's not that I've never thrived at a set locked way of doing things. It's just that uh, I, I, I have the ability to not have to go through PowerPoint and all of that crazy preparation. Like I, I, I know it. I know what I'm going to do. There's, there's, a general feel of that, but I play in that moment when I'm also teaching. So there's, in the same way that I'm teaching people to play, in essence, you know, and uh, do improv and and how it helps with their communication in life. Um, I'm also doing the same thing in the class, and that's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just getting it off my chest. I'm I'm feeling. It's 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 not it's not anything more than just uh just a little bit of anxiousness with the fact that this play is going and it's really the first play that I'm working on in in this in this capacity and you know uh, making sure that all of the rehearsals and all of the things don't conflict with any of the other jobs that I'm picking up and you know just constant stream of communication on scheduling shit like that it's it's it is what it is. Um, and I, you know, I, I knew what I was signing up for and, and I knew that this was kind of coming and that this was it, but I didn't know, no, you know, like I didn't know how I'd feel in this moment. And it's, it's a little, it's, it's, it's a little, I'm a little anxious, not going to lie. It's, I'm a little anxious, but I think that a little bit of uh, anxiety is sometimes a good thing. And it, it just means that I'm, I'm growing. This is growing pains for me, so yeah, I I can't. I I'm trying to grow as a human and as an artist and as all of the everything that I am. It's just sometimes, uh, 
difficult. I mean, it's the new year, and I, 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 I haven't done a whole lot. I haven't done a whole lot. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing defense right now. And when I say that, what I mean is I'm, I'm trying to get more on my social media game. I'm trying to uh, do, I'm, I'm doing things a little bit differently right now. And I'm going to see how it works and see how that helps. Like the, the, the uh, uh, commercial demo thing that I did, I, that took me hours. That took me hours to create this minute, 15 second thing because I had to find all these videos. It's not easy finding videos of work that I've done. Like not almost nobody sends it to the person who did it. So I had to like track down these videos that I uh, of jobs that I had done and 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 sometimes it, it's impossible to find it. There's there's a few jobs that I I just literally could not find anywhere on the internet. So who knows? But um yeah, my brain's a little scattered. My brain's a little scattered. Next week also starts off. Um, also starts off the high school league that I teach. The kids are going to be competing next week, and school's back in session next week, which means that um, I'm going to be going back to the schools to do improv, you know, and to teach these kids improv. And it, it, there's just a lot going on at the same time. On top of um, that other job that I took that I'm teaching these kids and doing a storytelling class, that's also going on. Um, up until February time, and I'm not, uh, I don't, I don't know how, I don't really know how jazzed I am to go back. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much planning on, on quitting, um, after this, this, in these next few weeks, it just hasn't vibed with me. I haven't liked, um, the, the work, not the work environment, but maybe the better way of saying it is, uh, the company culture. I'm not. I'm not digging it. So I'm. I'm kind of out. I thought because I like to teach, maybe I'll teach, and teaching something different will be kind of fun. It. It's. It's been fun, which it has been, but a uh, lot on the horizon. Just a lot on the horizon. Just. Uh, just a ton of shit that I need to get done. Um, and I'm always looking for a better way to do it. You know, that's a tough part. But whatever. That's. Yeah. Like, like you didn't come here to listen to me just talk about anxiety. Like, it, I mean, unless you did, unless that somehow helps you feel like, oh, my God, New Year. And this is also the New Year. It's something about 2019, you know, that whole that whole thing where it's like New Year, new me, new all of this shit. And it's, it's just, ugh. And I'm not losing that much weight, and I'm doing keto. That's also kind of weighed on my mind a bit, where I'm just like, what the fuck is happening, like, people have talked to me, I don't know, I'm sticking to it, I'm, I'm sticking to it, I haven't eaten bread, or rice, or any of the delicious shit you're supposed to eat, like, I don't know what it is, I don't know what it is, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling better, I think I'm feeling better, there are certain days where it's like, oh, fuck, I have to eat, and it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool, just go eat, and then I feel much better, but, <sighs> like I, I'm, uh, I I think my body is maybe adjusting to it harder. It's 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 a it's a harder adjustment because I've just I've been eating carbs for you know 29 years of my fucking life. So now it's like suddenly 
no carbs, and it's just taking a while. It's taking a while. You know what this is? This is, now that I'm saying it out loud, this is just me needing some fucking patience. That's all it is. I have a lot of stuff I want to do. I just need to be a little bit fucking patient. I need to just sit back and say, hey, you know what? Things are going to work out. And things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. I've got jobs lined up. I've got some jobs lined up. I'm doing this play. And after this play, I'm going to be, I'm going to get paid, which is cool. And all of the money stuff is coming in. It's happening. While I'm also still setting up other streams of revenue for myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm working at it and I'm, and I'm, I'm scraping by <laughs> like I'm, I'm, there's still a bit of scraping, uh, in, in the change, but you know, I, I I'm doing what I want to do. And as anxious as I am right now, like I, I'm doing exactly what I want to fucking do. So that's pretty cool. I just need to calm down and to have some patience and I need to work a little bit harder. I just need to work a little bit harder. That's it. I need to work a little bit harder at the things that I'm doing because I'm, I'm as much as I'm working, like I, I like God, I, I just stayed in bed for way too late today. Like I did, like I, I, I'm just like, it's bad. I stayed in bed till the afternoon. It was like one thirty. Like I just, my body needed sleep and I slept and I think I could have gotten out of bed at like 10 AM, 9 AM, but I didn't fuck like 1 PM. That's like teenager time to wake up. Like that's fucking ridiculous. How much I could have gotten done today as opposed to how much I am going to get done today. My sleep cycle's off from from taking that big break and not having a lot to do. So I need to get my sleep cycle back in order. Um, there's just a ton. There's just a ton of stuff. But on the bright side, I did something on Wednesday that uh, I feel pretty good about. I, uh, I started a new thing on the podcast where I... Uh, where I talk about the news and I, I go into news and it felt right. It felt really right when I did it. So that uh, I'm going to attempt that today along with all of the other stuff I have to do. So um, let's see here. Let's see. I got to grab my phone. It's on my bed. It's charging. So I can I can dive into more stuff. Is there anything else that's going on with me? Is there anything else? Is there anything? I, I don't know why I'm asking you. You don't fucking know. You know, <laughs> you have zero clue about that. What is happening? Hmm. Got those jobs. I'm excited. Next week, I'm going to get a chance to uh, be in a class with a, a an animation casting director from uh, Los Angeles. She's coming to town and teaching a class at the voice actor studio. So I am fucking stoked for that um yeah i i just i just i i can't I, it's hard it's really hard for me to complain right now I, and I, it's not a complaint i'm just i'm letting you know how i feel like a lot of stuff is going on and it's more uh it's it's a lot more stuff than I, i'm used to having planned and doing um 
this play is taking up a lot of time and a lot of energy that I, that I wasn't expecting. I knew it would take time. I knew it would take a, a good amount of time. I don't think I, uh, I don't think I had an awareness of how taxing on my energy it would be to juggle the play along with everything else that I was doing. Like I sort of knew, but I wasn't planning for my January to be as, as, uh, crazy and booked up as it, as it kind of has been. So, um, yeah, I really, I really can't complain. It's, it's not a complaint. It's just, so again, it's just getting all this shit off my chest. So yeah, I, what, let's, let's, let's look at some new stuff, shall we? Let's, let's go into the news here. Um, let's see. A lesser-known fact about Hogwarts is grossing Harry Potter fans out. Let's see. At Pottermore, the digital heart of J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World shared a little tidbit about the history of Hogwarts for National Trivia Day. It turns out the castle didn't always have bathrooms and the alternative wasn't pleasant. Pottermore. (laughs) Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms. Before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century, witches and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and vanished the evidence. National Trivia Day? What about the Chamber of Secrets, you ask? The new plumbing almost revealed the chamber's entrance. Find out more here. (laughs) What in the fuck? So wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms. Before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century, witches and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and vanished the evidence. Okay. Okay. I get, you know, like, that's a weird, that's a, that's a weird thing to, like, I have no qualms with that being a part of the uh the history you know what no i do have qualms why the fuck would they put that out on national trivia day like what possible point would there be other than the fact that in the next tweet they're like what about the chamber of secrets you asked the new plumbing almost revealed the chamber's entrance find out more here so you can so you can basically just talk about plumbing and then go to the Chamber of Secrets, the second book in the series. That's just a weird... Like, that was also kind of like when J.K. Rowling came out and was like, Dumbledore's gay, even though none, nothing in the books really ever pointed at that. Like, it's just like, that's fine. <laughs> like, wh- why, why does that matter if it's not a part of the fucking story? Like, why... Like, what is the... Why... Why did I have to know that about the plumbing methods? Like people, okay, I'll see this. People are 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 so engrossed in the lore and all of it of Harry Potter that, you know, trivia like Dumbledore is gay and all, you know, all the other shit that's come out since is like like they want it to be real so bad that like all of the little things are giving people like oh my gosh oh did you know this about this world that we all that that's made up but we'll pretend like it's not like we're like that's a step too far though like 
Like, why would you tweet out? And in a tweet, of all things, like, this wasn't... Like, you could have just put that in, like, a little part of one of the books or something. Like, I guarantee that this isn't... Did people... Who has a conversation about this? And who decided? Who decides now? Do they... Does Pottermore just go to JK? Or does JK Rowling be like, hey, everybody, here's here's some lesser-known facts about the history like are we just going to are we going to go to a book? Are we is this setting up a book that takes place in the 18th century about Hogwarts and then at it, it just a random moment somebody's just like and then professor <laughs> professor Wigglehorn fucking just <laughs> just shits his own pants and and right in front of me and then he wisps a spell to make it better like that's when when is that ever going to come into part of it is when is it ever it's never going to come up in any of the books it's never going to come up in any of the books so it's like okay well we'll we'll release this as canon trivia like that's the part that bothers me it's canon trivia so it's like and then it's like why of all fucking things of anything that i've ever been curious about why do you think i'd be interested in knowing that at one point i mean what Albus Dumbledore's dad was just taking a fucking shit and then cleaning himself up with a wand. Like, why do, why do I need to know that? There's no... Also, is, like, is that... I think that that was a common thing in... I think that that was a common thing, if I'm not mistaken, before plumbing was a thing. I do, I do believe that that's actually tied into a bit of history. Where uh, people people would just relieve themselves wherever wherever, and so the person who created plumbing was then like lauded as, you know, thank goodness because we were getting diseases and all this shit. That that was a big part of like disease and all that was just that people were just like relieving themselves wherever they were. Um, why you'd want to tie that into a fucking like why 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 tie that into Harry Potter? One of the most beloved series of anything in media of all time is, uh, that's just fucking, why? Why? Okay. Anyways, let's see. Let's see what else is going on. Ellen DeGeneres wants the Oscars to reinstate Kevin Hart as this year's host. In an interview set to air Friday, Ellen DeGeneres said she had an incredible and honest conversation with Kevin Hart about his Oscars controversy. In December, Hart stepped down from 2019 hosting duties after receiving backlash for past offensive comments about the LGBTQ community. Ellen DeGeneres, I had an incredible and honest conversation with Kevin Hart for real about the about hosting the Oscars. It was supposed to air on Monday. I don't know. I don't want you to have to wait. So now it's going to air tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Okay, um, so Ellen DeGeneres, here's, here, so, Kevin Hart basically from tweets back in when, when was it, um, yeah, I mean, dude, like, mad respect first off for, uh, Ellen DeGeneres to have this conversation and then props to to Kevin Hart for for be willing to talk about it. I mean, how often do you have a genuine real conversation about 
about something like this when some shit like this happens. I mean, and this happened, what, like a month, a few months ago? Like, like he's willing to talk about it. That's cool. She's willing to, to ask him about it. <clears throat> and, uh, she, I, I mean, that's just Ellen being incredibly aware of the fact that she has a, a, a large voice in the LGBTQ community. Um, and I don't know how you feel about, well, I, I haven't read any of the tweets. I have that's a big thing with me. I haven't read any of the tweets. Um, I will say this, it's tough. It's tough to have judgments on somebody of shit that was, that it was happening like 10, 15 years ago. Like, fuck, that's tough. That's really, that's really tough. I don't want to be judged today on anything. You know, I don't want to be judged today for something like somebody. I'm just putting it all out. I'm just putting it all out um, because I don't want to hide anything. Like, I don't know, like in the in in the 90s, early 2000s. Like, Friends was one of the most celebrated sitcoms of all time. And now everybody is like, mm, it's homophobic. And it's like, okay, yes, okay, there, there are instances, which, again, I, I'm no expert in, but there, there have been instances in it. But that's, it's not like it was a show designed around, um, around gay bashing or things like that like where where's the line drawn i guess where's the line drawn like like between things that were acceptable at a certain time because that was the time that it was acceptable in like i look at i look at like uh uh cigarette ads from like the 50s right and i i fucking laugh at it now and i i just it's tough it's tough the whole apu thing like was anybody was anybody being and i mean you know as a, as an asian man like and and not an indian man which there is a distinction between that but like i don't know like am am i d did that hurt at the time yes i'm sure i'm sure at the time uh uh it sucked it sucked growing up and not being able to see other Asian people on screen and shit like that, and, like, it, it hurt, but, like, and then when you see some, some really racist thing, like, fucking Breakfast at Tiffany's, you know what I mean, like, and, and that whole can of, worm, <laughs> can of worms, which is still, like, a, like, a top movie in a lot of people's opinions, like, and I'm, I'm not trying to relate the two, I'm just saying that in different time periods, certain things were okay, and it's, it, like, man, like, I just wasn't, like, people just weren't on record with it, like, people just weren't on record, and I, like, I don't know, like, me and one of my buddies, um, were always accused of, not accused, but, like, jokingly accused of being gay because we hung out so much and we hung out all the time and back in those days it was just like mm, I'm you know like like this is my friend like I it, it wasn't I guess I you know this is they're somebody's gonna clip this one day and I'm gonna look back at this and be like why the fuck did you talk about this but uh, I don't know there's no easy answer to that 
it's just when when you are somebody of celebrity and you're tweeting these things from, you know, 10 years ago, a lot's changed. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. And, like, the message itself hasn't changed. But, like, this, the physical actual words haven't changed. But, like, I wish there was a better way for me to articulate this. But I've been thinking a lot about comedy. And the comedy, a lot of comedy comes from talking about taboo subjects and things that maybe don't, you know, that maybe aren't all the way correct. And uh, I need to I need to read the tweets. Let me let me look into this. Let me see what Kevin let me see what Kevin Hart actually tweeted. Kevin Hart's controversial tweets. Here's a here's and here's a thing too. Like a lot of people have opinions and they they're not willing to look at like what actually um what actually, you know, the the actuality of what it was. So, let's read, let's read. Let's see what his actual tweets were if I can find them. A lot of times it's so hard to fucking find the actual thing that was said. Um clip from two in which he made a homophobic joke was also sent around one of my biggest fears is my son growing up and being gay that's a fear keep in mind i'm not homophobic be happy do what you want to do but me as a heterosexual male if i can prevent my son from being gay i will um it's 10 years old this is stuff i've addressed i've talked about this this isn't new i've addressed it i've apologized for it. i'm not going to pay it any mind because if you feed into that stuff you only add more fuel to the fire but the next day through, he saw that the fire was angry and that the headlines about his remarks didn't address the fact that he had previously apologized. The headlines are Kevin Hart refuses to apologize for homophobic tweets. from. OK, I will admit that's that's uh, that's that's pretty homophobic to say I don't want my son to be gay. Um, uh, that's that is that I mean, that is even 10 years um, but to now see that he's apologized, I mean, dude, that's, uh, let's see. The word again was left out, Hart said on Ellen. Everybody took those headlines. The headlines are, Kevin Hart refuses to apologize for homophobic tweets. The word again was left out, because he's apologized for it. I know who I am. I don't have a homophobic bone in my body. I know I've addressed it. I know I've apologized. I know that within my apologies, I've taken 10 years to put my apology to work. I've yet to go back to that version of the immature comedian that once was. I've moved on. I'm cultured. I'm manufactured. I'm a guy that understands now. I look at life through a different lens, and because of it, I live in a different way. I had to address it and apologize and say I understand what those words do and how they hurt. I understand why people would be upset. Let me also say this. In no way am I condoning the past, right? So at the time that that happened with friends the example that I just used. I'm not in any way condoning what the, and trying to invalidate people's um, emotions toward it. I'm just putting it up as an example of like, man, God, like who, like I, w I would, I would hate to, cause people grow, people are growing and 25, 30-year-old writers or whatever at that time, like, thought that that would be funny and would be a funny avenue. And, like, uh, didn't, weren't, weren't as sensitive to the ramifications. But, God, like, 
to to have like just to just to have so much um god just to have have so much scrutiny around things that you've said or written down that that's tough that's that's really fucking tough for anybody you know what i mean like how much have just we as people how much do we as people change in 10 years like even go media putting media aside how much do we change in 10 years like things that i thought were okay at 19 god not okay at 29 just and i w- i wasn't i wasn't a super ignorant 19 well i was i was pretty ignorant in a lot of different ways when i was 19 cuz i was some island kid who grew up and just you know like i've 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 grown and i'm just saying that i would hate like for having some empathy for kevin hart and in no way defending the comment that he made I would hate for people to take something I said 10 years ago and I would hate for people to take things that I'm saying now 10 years from now to use against me because it's it's certain societal norms change and and you know like maybe something that I'm I'm articulating poorly now is I didn't god God, I I just and I'm not gonna cut any of this. I'm not gonna cut any of this. I'm just gonna let this all put in here. Let's see what I mean. Uh, let's see what Ellen has to say. Let's see what Ellen has to say. Um, Hart previously addressed the comments in a 2015 Rolling Stone interview, saying that the stand-up bit was about my fear and no- and noting I wouldn't tell that joke today because when I said it, the times weren't as sensitive as they are now. I think we love to make big deals out of things that aren't necessarily big deals because we can. These things become public spectacle. Um. Hart told DeGeneres, who's made out of respect for the stars attending the Oscars, the Oscars is no longer about Kevin Hart getting on this, that stage and taking an intense night where people are so uptight and making it loose and fun. Now, all of a sudden, it's a little darker. The conversation is about Kevin Hart's tweets from 10 years ago and homophobia. I don't want to step on that stage and make that night about me and my past when you have people who have worked hard to step up on that stage for the first time and receive an award. I'm now taking away from all those moments because the night is focused on something else right now because I saw it like that. I would, I said I would much rather step down and apologize again while stepping down, he added. <sighs> Life is gray, right? Life is just real gray. Life is just real gray, and it's hard to... It, it's just, God, yeah. Looking at, I mean, looking at the actuality of what he said on the... On the special, though, it's like, God, it is, it's not good, but are are we not going to talk about 11 years of growth from a person who apologized previously, who isn't apologizing now because because he was afraid of losing a job, but he apologized when he wasn't under fire, and I think that that says something, and I don't know. There's no simple answer, and I'm not defending what he said. I'm just saying, God, that's tough. It's it's tough to have to deal with something ten years ago. I'm like I think all I can do is just put this all out here and now. Um I don't know. It, it is what it is. God it's hard to look on Twitter news and not be looking at just political shit. And I was like, I'm going to avoid political shit on purpose. I'm not a big fan of the political stuff. 
And then I stepped into that, and that was, I mean, God, I just talked for how long about that? Let's, <laughs> let's, something a little lighter, huh? Disney's live-action Dumbo poster won over a few hearts. Let's look at that. New character posters for Disney's live-action Dumbo were released by the studio, and the baby elephant and his big blue eyes stole all the attention. Oh, God, this is, I mean, sure, yeah, okay, this looks fucking terrifying to me. Like, this element that I'm look, this elephant that I'm looking at is fucking terrifying. Like, take a look, go on and look at the Dumbo poster and his piercing blue eyes just staring at you are fucking crazy. Danny DeVito, by the way, in the, in the movie, just looks amazing. He looks, so, <laughs> like, it's so hard to see Danny DeVito as anybody but Frank from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I, I, I don't know. Dumbo, Dumbo looks like the type of movie that you could take, like, uh, that you could take 10 kids to, right? And six of them are going to say, oh, the movie was great. Love the movie. And then four of them are going to be like, mommy, I never want to see an elephant again. That elephant scared me. This elephant scares me. It just, all of the trailers, the trailers, and it's nothing... It's no diss on the actual movie. I'm sure the movie's fine. It's Disney. They know what they're doing. They've they've this isn't their first rodeo. But uh seriously, like how do you live action CGI an elephant that flies with humongous ears and not make that elephant look a little bit terrifying to children? Like it's is that possible? I don't know. I don't think it is. <sighs> It's just not, it's just not, this isn't for me. This isn't, this isn't a movie for me. I'm looking at it. I don't like it. Uh, and that's about it. That's about it. Okay. Um, oh, and it was also brought to my attention. So, <laughs> it was also brought to my attention that on the last time I did this, I was talking about Antonio Brown. And the actual athlete I was talking about was Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I'm a fucking idiot. So, for those of you who were screaming at me, that's not Antonio Brown uh, on the last one where I talked about that. See, this is why it's important. I'll, I'll, I'll look deeper into it sometimes. Man, it's just Twitter news is just full of shit that is wanting to get some type of negative reaction, I think. it. it let's see. Okay. This one looks fun. This Bachelor contestant is pretending to be Australian to stand out. <laughs> no no the bachelor premieres and one contestant has already gained international attention Bree has appeared in a short clip attempting an Australian accent and some people are already obsessed my god Bree it's so nice to meet you the accent it's Australian just watched a video of The Bachelor and this girl named Brie put on a fake Australian... And I can't stop watching it and laughing. This is so ridiculous. This is the fucking... This is where we go. How meta is this? How meta is this? That on a show that's fake, right? On a show that it's fake and has come out and said multiple times that that the shit's planned, that the people who are coming on are planned, like, th- that... 
that in this fake fucking show that's made to be real, there is a girl who is faking an accent to play a character on this show that's supposed to be real but is faked. And she is on the show saying that she is faking in Australian acts. Like, that's just so fucking crazy to me. How do you do that? Like, where are we as a society? And yet I can't, I have to listen to what this sounds like. Like, there's no way I can sit here and not listen to this. Fuck, but it. if I do it, I, wanna, I want you to also hear it. So let's, let's see. How do I, how do I, uh, let's do this, shall we? Um, accent. Okay, I have located the fucking clip. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You got a nice accent. Where are you from? Um, the accent is Australian. I was hoping that you're kind of a sucker for accents. I I didn't know what you think about it. I love it. I'll see you inside, all right? Okay, sounds good. I'm not really Australian, but you have to do what you can to stand out. That's fucking bonkers to me. This girl, if she fucking came to the producers and pitched this idea, and I hope you could hear that because it's it's golden, and if you couldn't, it's worth the time to go check it out. Um, If she pitched this idea and said, I want to come on the show and do a fake Australian accent and then on the show reveal that I'm not actually Australian... God, that's like instantly, and she's hot, so of course, but like that's just instant. You're going, you're blowing up. You're blowing up Twitter right now, Brie. You're going from a nobody to some to that woman who <laughs> lied to that man on The Bachelor about having an Australian accent, and I bet she makes it all the way to the end, and right at the end, she's she's like, Colton, I have to tell you something. And he'll be like, yeah, what is it? I'm handsome. I'm I'm Colton. What What do you want to tell me? She'll be like, I don't really have an accent. It's not really Australian. I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> He's like, what? She's like, yeah. See, I can just talk normal. <laughs> He's like, does that mean that you don't think that Australian people talk normal? She's like, no. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> He's like, stop doing it now. It's the, the, it's over, it's over. Like somebody else is gonna reveal. No, probably someone else is gonna reveal it. It's gonna be a huge shock, and it's gonna be this whole thing. That's fucking ridiculous, though. Of course, that'll go viral on this fake show where people go on and are fake and have. Fa- it's all faked, and God, like, and then, and then she's faking for a great story that will reveal itself later on. And now I want to fucking watch. I want to watch this girl. I'm like, I'm so engrossed in it. She could go on and write a book. She could go on and write a book and then let everybody know about the book. I, I just, that's such a smart idea. All right. That's enough news. That's enough. That's enough me talking. Um, yeah, that's, that's way, way more talking than I needed to do. Um, so let's let's do a commercial about something, shall we? Let's do a commercial about uh, something keto. Something keto. Um, the perfect keto starter bundle. Let's do that, shall we? Okay. Um, 
I don't even know what this fucking thing is. Oh, it's just like shakes and stuff. Okay. Hey, this is Brent Mukai for the Perfect Keto Starter Bundle. The number one question that gets asked by Dr. Gustin is, I'm new to keto. What supplements do you recommend for someone who's just getting started? Well, this bundle is his answer. Chocolate and vanilla. We also have keto collagen, MCT oil powder, keto test strips, and exogenous keto tone base. What does that mean? You got to pay $140 to find out. So buy these bottles full of stuff that looks like it could maybe be coffee or maybe be a protein shake, but it's neither of those things. It's actually both of them combined, and it's $140 for all of it. Yeah, comes in chocolate, vanilla, or salted caramel. We actually put salt in it. That's how you know. What if you order now, you get it for a hundred and twelve dollars. That's thirty twenty eight dollars off. Anyways, by the <laughs> that commercial really lost gusto. I lost I lost interest in the in the product as I was going through that commercial. That's a big thing in voice acting. You have to carry your energy all the way through. But as I was going through, I was like, this is literally just protein powder. This is not even anything special. I'm pretty sure that they just put protein powder in a fucking thing and are saying that this is the perfect keto bundle because uh, you're supposed to eat a bunch of protein and high fats and hardly any sugar. So maybe that it's just a sugarless fucking shake. Ah, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been an interesting episode <laughs> for myself. I will say that. Um, what do I want to? What do I want? I don't even want to plug anything. I've got. I've got to practice in an hour and fifteen, and I gotta get out of here in another few minutes because uh, it's first Friday downtown, and it's gonna be a fucking zoo trying to find some goddamn parking. But, anyways, that's beside the point. I will see you all soon. Take it easy. It's Brent Mukai, voice actor, improv trainer, entertainer. Yeah, it rhymes. Get over it. I appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. I will see you again Wednesday. That's two kisses for you.